Hello, and welcome to the Rebel Soul podcast, where we discuss integration of body, mind, spirit, and how to stay in alignment with our authentic selves. I'm your host, uh, spiritual and energy coach, life coach, I don't know what I'm calling myself these days, Suzanne Venus, and I want to welcome you to this space. This may be the last time that I'm welcoming you to this space. Um... It's been a while. It's been uh, beginning of August when I last recorded, and it is now the day before my birthday, October 27th, and we've got this massive lunar eclipse in Scorpio, and it is the closing and ending of themes that have been going on for the last two years, since November 2021, and really... Um, it's all the same themes that you have been experiencing are coming to a close. And for me, that really is true. Um, I've had a lot that has shifted in the last two years on a personal level. And then, of course, on an energetic and professional level. Today's episode is entitled Heartbreak, Healing and Hope, Understanding the Energetics of That. And I really want to touch into where I have been, what has been going on in my life, where I'm at now, and knowing that I'm leaving space, that this may be the end of the end. Um, Coming up with content at the beginning of starting this podcast was really easy. I felt inspired right now. Life has been life that I have been living and taking all the moments to really live it. And the creation has been inspiring me in different ways, which has come in writing and poetry. But I'm here today because as always, my job is to share my insight, my wisdom, my knowledge, my experience to make other people not feel so alone and in understanding the bigger picture of what is happening. So when I last talked to you in August, I was talking about the energetics of intimacy. And I was talking about the relationship that I had been in that was incredibly intimate and all of the aspects, the physical, um, sexual, emotional, intellectual, spiritual, experiential. And this relationship had hit almost all of those sparks uh, dead on. Remove from it now, because today is called heartbreak, and I will get into that. I see that there were some elements that were key and missing. I may have had my rose-colored glasses on and not seeing what was truly there, but... I want to give you an insight into heartbreak, into endings of relationship, into what they can signify and how you can use them as your healing to grow as a person, grow in relationship and grow in what you are asking for and what you are willing to accept. So friends, since the last episode that was recorded, I got my heart completely fucking obliterated, shattered, wrecked. Now, I was frank and honest in leaving my marriage. It was me making the decision after a lot of unhealthy and toxic behavior 
between the two of us, uh, making the realization that my daughter deserved to see and witness and live and experience better. I wanted better for myself. All of the reasons that were there. I truly believe that being in unhealthy relationships and staying for the kids is the stupidest fucking thing that we can do, an example that we can give our children um, because they they start to believe and understand what they believe healthy is. So please, if you find yourself in that space that you're staying for the children, reevaluate what stories are you telling yourself about commitment, about that, what that really means? What are your children learning by staying in that position? Now, that was painful for a lot of other reasons. The heartbreak of worrying about my child, worrying about legalities, but it had been over a decade of that slowly fizzling and dying and ending. This relationship that I had been in over the past year was long distance. It was an emotional connection I had never experienced up until that point. It was beautiful in so many ways. I was fully seen and embraced for who I was. I was supported. I was met with generosity and kindness along the way. And then all of a sudden, I was given no choice and I was told the direction things were moving and I wasn't chosen. And I'm telling you guys, I have never felt heartbreak like this in my life. I couldn't move. I was immobilized in bed. I cried myself to sleep. I couldn't do anything. I would work when I could. When my daughter was with me, I would force myself out of bed. I would call my mom. She would say, make sure you take those dogs for a walk. Get yourself outside. Make sure you breathe. Make sure you're eating. I didn't eat. I barely slept. I didn't get out of bed when my daughter and my dogs were not with me for weeks. It was the most painful heartbreak I have ever experienced in my life to be rejected and abandoned in a particularly challenging point in my life. There were a lot of other exterior things that were happening in my world. As most of you know, my dad has terminal cancer. Uh, we had been dealing with um, his acute illness. This man I was seeing where it was long distance actually flew out to meet both of my parents in the hospital at such a vulnerable point in their lives and I opened up to this man who came into my life into my family's life at the peak of their vulnerability and broke all of our trust and I was told that I would never be left I would never be abandoned that I would never be left alone that he was going to be there to support me in all of the ways that I wouldn't be left as I had before. And up until that point of when he took everything away from me, I believed him because he had followed through in his actions. But distance, confusion, fear, old patterns, push and persuasion, and choice made him make the choice that I wasn't for him. 
And fuck if I was ever going to beg someone to choose me. And that's it, you guys. That's a big message for you today. If someone rejects or abandons you, that's the choice. And they don't see your worth. They will never see your worth. Because if they truly saw your worth, you would never, ever be an option to risk and lose. And that's what I said to him. You lost me. You will never have me again. This is deeply painful. And I will not beg for you, nor will I wait for you to come back to me. But you truly betrayed me, abandoned me, promised me the world, and ripped it out in front of me. And my friends, that's the truth of it, is that we grieve not only what was there, but the promise of what was to come. And that's real. Heartbreak is real. It is pivotal. It's a death of self as well as the death of what was happening in relationship. And it's important to go through all the grieving stages, which are cyclical, to navigate and move through it. I'm grateful for the support and love that I was given. I am grateful that at 42, 43 years old, this, the past year, I finally had a man who could see me fully. That was the first time it had ever happened in my life. And I'm in gratitude for that experience. I also recognized coming out of it that I'm worth so much fucking more. That's the bare minimum of what I will accept into my life. And I fucking know what I want in a partnership now. And so part of heartbreak is the ending. It's the grief. It's the death of self. It's also reevaluating your self-worth. And I am worth somebody who chooses me all in, who looks at me and says, you're the most fucking incredible woman I have ever met in my life, Suzanne. And I would never, ever do anything to risk losing you because of what you can give me and what I want to give to you. And so I use that motivation to move on in the daily. There's parts of me that are still angry at not of, at not have having a voice in the decision of it being sudden, of it being put upon me, and anger at being told that he'll always love me and will never love anybody else like me, but he has other things that he feels he must do. Gentlemen, ladies, don't ever fucking tell anybody somebody that it is cruel. It is cruel to the other person to try and claim that hold on them. And so part of this is my own healing in voicing, of course, it's my side, and there would be another side, and I can't get into all the details. This is a good human being who made really shitty choices um, in regards to me and in other things, and it didn't have to be this way, but it is this way, and that's part of the acceptance. And 
it's taken one step in front of the other, me finding ways to regulate my nervous system, me leaning on the support people, navigating through the anger, the pain, the hurt, the sadness, the everything, and picking up and moving forward as I always do. And knowing that I'm a fucking treasure, you guys, just like you are. And there was a moment I'm going to give you just some context because I'm so aware of everything that's going on and I don't stifle or stuff things down and I deal with the process. I use this learning as that's the bare minimum of what I want in a partner, but I also want them to physically show up for me which he wasn't capable of doing because of the distance. I want that emotional depth. I want someone who is so proud to show me to his friends and family and the world who can't wait to say, this is the fucking woman that I choose to be by my side. And I know what I have to give in a healthy relationship as well. And so with that, I went, shit, I'm coming up on 44 years old. I will be 44 um, on the 28th. And I work with predominantly women, not all women, but predominantly women. And the dating pool amongst all the divorced people in the community that I live in seems to interchange a lot. And I don't really want any of it. How in the world am I ever going to meet someone? And so in a moment of what the fuck now, I, I do like to give some comedy. I created an online dating profile on a Friday thinking, okay, I'm gonna create this maybe a month from now when I'm ready because I will process too through and I will be ready and fuck universe. You show me the bare minimum of what I want and what I will take into my life and so I am clear. I am clear what I want in a partnership. Not because I can't do things alone, because I can. Not because I'm scared to be alone, because I'm not. But because I want someone by my side. I want someone to live this life with. Life is more fulfilling when you are in a meaningful relationship. And so, yeah, I created this profile thinking I'll publish it a month from now. You know what, fuck? Bumble is what I went on. There's no such thing as publish at a later date. I created it on a Friday afternoon around two or three o'clock in the afternoon. And all of a sudden, I started getting notifications within the hour. Now, if you know anything about Bumble, if you are a woman, you are the one that's in control and you can swipe on people. But men can see your profile. And if they want, they can express that they are interested in you or they can send you a message based on your profile. And my profile, you guys, I had one photo that I had done as uh, headshots for work and the rest were all me doing my outdoorsy things that I do with ball caps on, hiking, all the things. Nothing, I was not out catfishing anybody, I was just being me saying that communication and intimacy were my number one priorities. And by the time I went to bed, 
from that Friday night from 3 p.m. till about 10 p.m., I had a thousand men who had reached out to me within the age demographic that I had, um, the range that I said that I was okay with and in the area over here. By the end of the weekend, there were over 1,700 men that had reached out to me, at which point I had to snooze a bunch of my stuff because it became really overwhelming. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing, Suzanne? You can't do this. And I'm looking and reading and looking and reading and shocked that this is the space and place where I am. My nervous system couldn't handle it. But eventually I did come back and there was one person who asked how everything was going that I replied to and said, yeah, I made this accidentally. I thought I was going to publish it later. Not sure that I'm ready to be here. Uh, pretty trepidatious about it. And so it went. And from there, we chatted. We chatted some more. And um, we went on a couple of dates. And the first was really easy. And I had a recognition that I'm the magic, you guys. I'm the person that brings magic and allows people to be who they are. And I do this in my work all the time. And I'm not going on a date to analyze anybody, but my presence allows people to embrace their presence and show up as they are. On the second date with this man, he, after we had spent quite a bit of time talking, he asked me, you know, we had already talked about my marriage and where things had ended there. And he asked me in a moment and said, well, this relationship you were in this past year, what happened? And I was honest. And I said, I got my heart fucking shattered, broken. And I said, you know, my heart broke open, but I did not want it to harden. It could, but I didn't want it to because I have gratitude for the experience for showing me with clarity what it is that I do want, what I don't want, what I will accept, and who the man who is meant for me needs to show up and be for me. And I said, so I'm grateful, even though my heart got absolutely fucking broken. And he looked at me with tenderness and said, wow, that's a pretty unique perspective. And not a lot of people can do that. And there was empathy and compassion for the heartbreak. Because he's been there too. Of course he had. Everyone has at some point in their life, especially when you get to a certain age. And so I want to leave you with the fact that Every ending, every painful moment, every place that feels like it will never end leads the opportunity for something new to come in. It's cliche, but when a door closes, another will open. I didn't intend to make that profile. My sister laughed at me and said, well, you of all people, Suzanne, know that 
there really are no mistakes. And so of course that profile was created. And why in the hell would you think that you wouldn't have a flock of men to choose from because you're a goddamn catch? And so I'm moving forward, still allowing the pain when the pain is there. I don't know what the future brings. I do know it's with a partner who loves, cherishes, honors me, is devoted to me, will not leave my side, who wants me to grow into the best version of myself and who is there in all of the ways to intellectually stimulate me, to emotionally connect, to enjoy experiences with, and all of the rest, the physical too. If your relationship isn't meeting you in those ways, I encourage you to reevaluate it, to work with the person, to have scary and vulnerable conversations so that you can show up for one another. But yeah, this whole experience was to show me that it wasn't right. Somebody who thinks of you of a choice never ever was yours. Have gratitude for the lessons that were learned, the blessings that came to you and move forward because a missed opportunity will never be missed. The right person will show up for you. And with that, I persevere, move forward. In the scary world of dating, when it's been over two decades since I've really dated before, I don't know what I'm doing, showing up as Suzanne, as I always do, which is comical and uh, unique in itself. That's all I have for now. I wish you nothing but love. I have no idea whether there will be a follow-up to this podcast at any time, anytime soon. I don't think so, but if at any time, who knows? Love to you. I hope this lands to you when and as you need it. All the best. Bye for now.